0: Splash, 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 splash of sass, splash of sass. Hey, with Amy Quinley, splash of sass, starting out with Amy Quinley, go. Ooh. What up, fools? Welcome to the Splash of Sass podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. And my, how the tables have turned. You guys, I've been talking about MJ and Jeff going after Lala, being sexy on Vanderpump Rules, blah, blah, blah. And then here I am yesterday talking about butt stuff forever, going on and on. And I didn't mean to talk so much shit about it, literally, literally. And I understand that butt stuff is amazing for those who want to participate. I just love that this is what my life has come down to. I'm apologizing to the anal prairie community. Oh my gosh, I was just talking about my particular butt, okay? And we can all talk about our own shit. And to be fair, maybe I just haven't had the right guy yet, or the right amount of wine yet, or the right amount of lube yet. shout out to my family. I hope you guys never listen. Okay. So on Real Housewives of New Jersey, super quick before we get into Jeff Lewis. So Louie and Teresa are talking about Teresa's brother, Joe. And Louis says, I would like to talk to your brother as much as I'd like to talk to a rat in the street. A rat in the street. Okay, we now have three animal-themed insults from the Bravo world. Let's recap real fast. One, we have the Donkey 2 Slut on JLL. Two, we got the elephant Gooch over on Below Deck, where yet yeah, I remind you, yet again, we went below board with Captain Glenn yesterday. And if you haven't seen for yourself, we get to see his little ship sailing at half-mast if you know what I mean. I didn't mean little ship, actually. More, It was more like a mega yacht. We'll give Captain Glenn some swag there, some credit. Okay, so now we have a rat in the street with New Jersey. We gotta put this all together now. Create the ultimate epic insult of the summer. Here we go. <clears throat> I'd rather talk to a rat in the street than that donkey tooth slut. She smells like elephant gooch. <laughs> boom elephant goo. I just love it can you I just picture somebody smelling like elephant gooch and I'm immediately d- I'm horrified I'm my no it's putrid it already smells putrid and I've never been up in an elephant's gooch I hope on my soul I never have to be but I will forever use that as an insult because I just love it I love it okay also you guys the preview for next week's Real Housewives in New Jersey Louie wants to fight the rat in the street AKA Joe Gorga um at Polly's Fifty Shades of Grey Lad Pad, his Irish little Lad Pad. I wonder if Polly knows Stu. Do all Irish people know each other? <laughs> You guys, I'm being sarcastic, okay? You can't take this shit seriously. If you listen to me, you know I'm a fool, and it's all jokes, okay? So Louie wants to fight Joe. Now, Nate is Danielle's husband. He's holding back Louie, and Joe is being held back too. And Joe starts screaming, Nate, Nate, you don't gotta hold him back, Nate, as if Joe's gonna go for it. It was... It will haunt my dreams until next week's episode. You don't gotta hold him back, Nate. Um, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do, Nate. Hold him the fuck back. That's the one thing you should be doing. Hold him the fuck back. Keep it up, Nate. Keep it up. Oh my God, it's petrifying to watch these two little shrimpies. And oh, I'm so sorry. I don't want them to come after me. But both of their faces, Louis and Joe, turn 50 shades of red. There's veins popping out everywhere. The veins are popping out further than Captain Glenn's blood low (laughs) dick i still just can't believe they didn't blur it out or anything it's just so apparent if you have an eagle perv eye like me apparently okay quick side note also on joe gorga he's so cute and everyone always says how attractive he is but don't you see a dash of voldemort in him just like a dash of old And by the way, this is coming from a Weasley, okay? I'm a fucking Weasley, so who am I to talk? But I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm, I've never seen Joe Gorga and Voldemort in a room at the same time together, okay? So, it's a little sus. But who I have seen together were the guests on Jeff Lewis Live today. For May 10th, we had Tom Arnold, Monica Casey, and Shane Douglas. Okay, so... It starts with Tom loving the petty-ass bitch song, Don't We All? Don't We All? Ugh, I just genuinely never get sick of it. Except Tom, of course, takes it to the next level, and he wants a singer to perform live at his house. Which she might... She might, but do you want to? Because what if you try her accidentally? She already let you know straight up, up front, she's a petty ass bitch and now she's in your house. You just invited a petty ass bitch in your living room and she might fuck shit up if you don't tip her right or if you don't have your coffee maker working and she really needs a cup of joe, okay? Because over at Jeff's house this morning, the coffee maker was broken, it quit on him, okay. Didn't even give him two weeks' notice or anything. But I'm bum. I'm so full of dad jokes. It's so embarrassing. Okay, so Jeff had to wait until seven fifteen p- 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 PM. Absolutely not a. m. to get his coffee. Five forty five, I believe he woke up. So an hour and a half. Um, I think he should have Uber eats. Eat eaten. Uber eaten. Uber-eated a Starbucks latte to his house. I feel like that could have been there in 30 minutes. Boom, bang, boom, bum, done, done, done. I also love how that's just my first go-to for anything. It's like, just order it, order it online. Like, oh my God. And I'm not even Gen Z. Like, that's what a millennial is like. I Gen Z, no. They're going to be like, just 3D print yourself a coffee, okay? So, but also he had to wait way too long. Like, until somebody showed up. No, you, Jeff, we need to get you a French press. Just as a backup, just as a backup for when your fancy one breaks again. It also reminded me of Andrew Freund, who was like, my Samsung TV broke after three years. And everyone was like, ha, Andrew, it should break after three years. Jeff said that he was like, of course, it's gonna break. And now Jeff's like, it's only been 15 months and my coffee maker broke. All right. Well, I would say coffee makers have the life of a TV. So boom, it should have broken. That is on behalf of Andrew Foyne, who is not invited on Jeff Lewis Live to speak for himself anymore. (laughs) I don't even know what happened with that. I think I missed a few episodes. I wish I did. Also, I'm sure Andrew is more than invited and maybe he doesn't want to go. I don't know. I don't. I just know he disappeared. Okay. So Tom Arnold is in to energy drinks. Red Bull, not enough, not enough. Side note, we learned today that uh, apparently, allegedly, Britney Spears is like way addicted to Red Bull and shit. So I think her and Tom... I want to watch them have a morning bang together because, (laughs) because, and not in a sexual way. Okay. We are talking Tom's preferred energy drink of choice, which is called a bang. But Monica drops a one liner about the morning bang. You guys, Monica Casey and Shane Douglas doing commentary on genuinely anything. But I feel like on a TV show, it would just be so hilarious. They are so good with the one fucking liners. They are pretty. They are witty. At times they can get litty. Suck some titties. Okay, so Tom found out that some of the background actors on his new show were actually (laughs) auction winners. They bought their roles in movies. So move over Nepo babies. You now have trust fund babies to wipe you out. And so these auction winners, they get tossed a line or two sometimes if they want to pay extra, extra. And so Jeff was like, What if they hire a terrible actor and it takes all day for them to film their one scene? Blah, blah, blah. Um, Jeff, babe, it's fucking Hollywood. What is the name of your other show? What houselift? Blank houselift. Hollywood. This is Hollywood, babe. It's the big fucking leagues. They will cut that fucking line are you joking that gu- the, whoever the auction winner is they're like yeah that was great Sharon great job cut literally cut and never fucking you we weren't even filming in the first place we were never rolling to begin with we never had an intention of putting you in our movie there was a clause under that auction item and it said that Hollywood rules and you can be cut at any time so I bet that's what happens, but they better not cut Tom. He is ready to rake in the money. Now that his fourth divorce has caused some financial strains as you would expect on your fourth divorce, all those lawyer fees, but he had to explain very carefully and slowly to Jeff, what it was like to have to pay lawyers a lot of money. Cause Jeff has never gone through that experience before. (laughs) <laughs> I almost couldn't say that with a straight face. Um yeah, no, we all we all know Jeff and Tom could talk about lawyers all day, but Tom has a great attitude about the whole thing. Must be because he starts every morning with a fucking bang. But he basically says that you can't control what other people do. Tom, you gotta listen to Karma by Taylor Swift. You're gonna love it. You're gonna want Taylor Swift to come perform live in your house next to the petty ass bitch girl. But you would have two petty ass bitches, Taylor and that girl. No, I'm joking. Oh my God, Taylor, I love you so much. We're all petty ass bitches. Don't try me. Um. Okay, so Taylor's song is called Karma, but I was thinking, cause, so there's exceptions to every rule, right? But karma, are there exceptions to karma? Cause I would say yes. When that, all the, um... Playboy stuff came out with Hugh Hefner. And basically that whole documentary expose, whatever. And it was disgusting. It was disgusting. Besides being a child perv, bestiality, that poor German shepherd, being a voyeur, voyeur, whatever to watch people. I don't know. I'm not supposed to kink shame, especially after all that butt stuff talk. But I'm just saying that Hugh Hefner was into some illegal and fucked up shit, and then he died with a perfect reputation. Well, I mean, not perfect, but, like, the majority in the public's eyes, he was still on good terms. He had not been canceled yet by our culture, and so he died still on good terms when he was evil, And so you just, and then that's fine. Like, even if his reputation gets tarnished after he dies, why would he give a fuck? He got away with it all. He got away with all of it. All the drugs, all the quaaludes, alleged, all alleged. Sure, dot, dot, dot. But it's just crazy. So like, is Hugh Hefner an exception for karma? Is that a one of the is that an example? I don't know. Asking for a friend. I don't know. All right. So, anyways, moving on. They talk about life insurance. <laughs> talking about dead people. Oh, sorry. R-I-P, Hugh Hefner. I guess just R. No IP. Not in peace. You can just rest, okay? You just are Hugh. Okay. You just are Hugh. Oh my goodness, guys. Welcome to Splash of Sass. All right. So the Jeff Lewis Live, we talk about. Life insurance, beneficiary shit. I don't know. My head was spinning. I couldn't keep up. I perked up a little bit when we started to talk about a bus falling down a cliff, which ended up actually being a horrific tragedy. You guys, the bus survived the tumble, but it landed in killer bees and a few people died, but a lot were injured. A lot were injured. Do you guys remember the movie My Girl? My sister was obsessed with it, but there were these two young kids playing in the woods and the little boy dies because he was allergic to bees and they get stung. And the little girl's like, wait, but that seven-year-old boy, he was the love of my life. And it was weird. I wonder if they got their roles from an auction. I wonder or if while she was looking at the little boy being like that, he was going to be the love of my life. If Hugh Hefner was looking at that little girl like, she's going to be the love of my life. Uh, ew, sorry. Okay, d- gross. I know. Okay, take that out of the universe. So, and all alleged, whatever. There were pictures of this bus crash, though, in Nicaragua on the New York Post today. And they showed pictures of the survivors' bodies covered in bee stings. Like, it looked like rows of that dot candy, the like all over his back, his stomach, everything, except that instead of fun rainbow candy buttons, it was red oozing venomous poison. Oh my gosh. The Splash Assass family gives their thoughts and prayers to Nicaraguans. Okay, so Tom lets us know that he for his death of choice, his way if he could choose how to die, he just wants to spontaneously combust. (laughs) I love it. Just one day out of nowhere. Poof. (laughs) <laughs> what was that? Oh, that was just Tom. I watched a bird explode once it combusted. I mean, somebody wrote over it first, but then like it literally just puffed and burst into feathers. Gross. Um, but I was thinking that Tom should hire Wiley e. Coyote from Looney Tunes and just have him set up a dynamite trap. And then you will just combust. Cause I was like, what do you mean spontaneously combust? Like literally strap dynamite to your, that sounds like a suicide bomber. And that is not what I want to talk about on my podcast. Okay. All right. I'd rather talk about butt stuff. Okay. So also moving on to uh, talking about podcasts, Monica and Tom, they have a podcast together. Where did that come from? I had no idea that those little chumplets were friends. That's so cute. Monica just can't put the, <laughs> she, can't, she can't release the episode yet because she has to figure out editing. Oh, I love her. Um, Monica, hi, hello. I am here to be hired. Splashesasspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Okay, then Tom Arnold reads a monologue from the People's Court. Oh, no, wait. Sorry, sorry. Um, He told the story about his real life. It just felt like a fucking monologue. It felt like he was reading a script. I was waiting for him to hand out roles to everybody in the studio. It turned into like his own little show. It was great. So speaking of roles, Tom Arnold takes his cameo one very seriously. He tries to give the people his very best for every cameo. And the reasoning is iconic. You guys... <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, so Tom gives his best for every cameo because he never knows if the person on the other end is dying. <laughs> because obviously like everyone's make a wish would be to get their cameo from tom arnold and like but i get what he's saying no it's such a good sentiment again tom has a great attitude about things like if you're gonna do this shit if you're gonna do cameos and whatever like give it your all because the person on the other end you never know what kind of day they're having what kind of situation they're going through if they just had a rough night of butt stuff like you never know what they need a pick me up for and i love that tom is picking everybody up at once and i love tom's commitment okay i love it now monica's neighbors were robbed i feel like we've been talking about robberies too much i don't want i again all this putting it into the universe i don't want it around too many robberies to uh, California you I don't the hills the Hollywood Hills I don't know how you guys do it out there it feels like everyone's on top of each other it's all gonna crumble apart I don't I'm not a fan but I am a fan of watching them on Hollywood Houselift. so everybody check it out to be fair for Monica's neighbors they didn't have an alarm system not saying that that's asking for it but that's just asking for it to not be solved you know like it's just not that you should be robbed but if you are robbed yeah you're not helping anybody speaking of not helping anybody Jeff refused to hand over his own CCTV footage when his neighbors needed it for their robbery because he may or may not have been skinny dipping at some point but also like Jeff couldn't you edit the footage yourself like couldn't you check it back see if you found the robber and then just give them the part they needed I love how he's just like no we can't help at all no oh my god talk about karma maybe Jeff's an exception to the karma. (laughs) Ah, to be determined. But hopefully Monica's new neighbors have alarms and are friendlier than Jeff because Monica's moving. She has been shopping around with Carrie Berkman Lewis for a new house. I am so jealous. That must be so fucking fun to be in the car with those two, Monica and Carrie. They could have their own show too. You get a show. You get a show. I'm just giving everybody fucking shows. But Tom, Tom does not need a show or at least a reality one because he's already filming one at his house 24-7 with his fucking 21 security cameras. Oh my God. Last night, he had a viewing party with his kids. You guys, he likes to show them instant replays when they fight and then be like, um, nope, we're checking the security footage and then play it back. It's hilarious, but soon enough, I think the walls will literally talk on their own and you won't have to go through the archaic process of reviewing footage you'll be like guys remember back in the day when we had to go through the actual file and blah blah blah?" now the ai system in your lighting in your lighting will instantly recap it for you over the speakers built in Oh my gosh, we're going to be living in such weird fucking times. I was thinking the other day, instead of grass, people are going to have virtual lawns and then you can just have virtual grass, virtual, whatever. And then also you could sell. So say it's like a digital lawn. You could sell it advertising space so that when people are flying over on their hoverboards or on their jetpacks or just people walking by, if we still walk in five years, then you can sell that. There's marketing opportunities available. I'm thinking of the future, people. You can be scared about it, but if you don't want to join, you're going to get run over, okay? If you can't beat them, join them. So to all the AI robots, hi, I'll be on your team. <laughs> I'll ditch the humans in a heartbeat if it means I can live. <laughs> Oh, sorry, y'all. I didn't mean that. I am so on your team. Okay, so moving on. Tom thinks it's hilarious when guys used to put dicks on girls' hands or like on people's watches or wrists or something. I don't, and then we talk about other hilarious um penis pranks. Huh. 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 You know what? Actually, I take back my editing offer for their podcast, Monica and Tom's. It might be too much. Am I, I, I don't think I can handle it. Um, this is what I'm saying, though. I've talked about this before, but can you imagine if guys had their periods? I don't know about your high school, middle school, whatever, but mine would have been filled with boys whipping their dirty tampons at each other left and right in class, in the hallways, in the locker room. Oh my God. Like girls don't put their vaginas on each other as a joke or titty slap each other. Like we don't, we just don't even think of that shit. And boys are like, my dick is on your wrist. And I'm so sorry. I know that's not every boy or girl and gender. Oh my God. There's so many fucking disclaimers you have to put nowadays when you speak. No, you don't Amy. This is your podcast. Okay. All right. Yeah. But still, I don't want to be canceled. And I understand both sides and that girls can think it's funny when there's a dick on their wrist and so can boy. And some people don't at all. I guess I'm one of those. But maybe we should just start titty slapping each other like that. Maybe that will be fun. Maybe I'm who am I? What am I? Judge Judy over here? Like, I'm going to start and see how I like it. Actually, you know what? I titty slap my cat every morning getting out of bed when I'm climbing over him. And these things are just swinging free willy nilly. You know, sometimes they just hit his cheek and it's like, what was that? I'm like, bitch, you've been titty slapped. Okay, so moving on from the Titty Kitty special. Monica went camping with her daughter. Jeff seems horrified. He wants hotels only. Jeff would have loved my mom. You know the Girl Scouts? And for our international listeners, it's more than just Girl Scout cookies that you see online, I'm sure. But um, Boy Scouts, too, you basically get trained to be good little Samaritans. And one year, my mom was my troop leader. And for our camping badge, she took us to a hotel. She took us to a hotel for our camping badge. She thought it was fucking hilarious. She thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I was absolutely livid. I wanted to camp so bad. All I wanted to do was camp. And the hotel she chose didn't even have a fucking waffle maker in the morning. Unaccept. What the... What was the fucking point? What was the fucking point? Unacceptable all around. Speaking of food, Tom held a lemonade stand... In the park with his kids. I was like, wow, he really does want to make money because he kept on like talking about all these side gigs and hustles and how he really just needs to make money because these pay off these lawyers. So I didn't know that lemonade could pay for lawyers, but here we go. Lemonade for lawyers. Um, Jeff, he wants to set up an Ozempic stand at a Beverly Hills Park. Genius. Genius. You guys, then Jameson drops the biggest bomb that I've ever heard on the entire Jeff Lewis live show history. You guys, this was wild, wild. Jeff left his Ozempic in the Sirius XM fridge. What the? fuck. What the fuck? First of all, who leaves Who? No, no. no. First of all, who uses their work office fridge? Who even knew? I don't even know where mine is. I opened it one time and it smelled like an elephant gooch. Okay. It smelled like an elephant gooch and it looks like there was elephant toenail fungus in there growing for 20 years. There was shit. There was no, there was a whole new world, a whole new world. Sorry, I don't have the Alyssa touch. Um. So, but honestly, no, who uses that? Okay, so second of all, even if you are going to use the fridge, worst case scenario, you have to, you have to, you can't buy your own personal mini fridge or just starve all day like I choose to do. Then you're going to choose to put medication in the fridge. And it wasn't even lit. Jameson's the one that had to label it. Jeff was like, how'd they know it was mine? Why did it say Jeff on it? What? So you were just going to leave blank Ozempic in there? Oh my, I had no unlabeled medication in a work fridge I uh, where, where I'm shocked that smelly from HR did not call into the show immediately. That was wild. You guys. Oh my gosh. His sweetmate mate that he likes to feud with, she should go and dump it out. Oh my God, wait, no, sorry, that's so mean. I don't know why I would ever say that or try to give her ideas on how to get back at Jeff when he allegedly has never done anything to her. I want to get the two of them in a room together with Scary Sherry. Okay, so I'm going to go work on manifesting that. You guys, please listen, subscribe to Splash of Tell your friends, tell whoever you fucking want. Tell your cats and dogs if they're like mine and stomp all over your computer and sign up for random shit and like things and oh, whatever. Okay, I love you guys so much. See you tomorrow. Bye. Splash. Splash. Splash.